0: Cost per thousand rates are down slightly. The latest from our daily newsletter at podnews.net. Libsyn's cast report that May's average cost per thousand rate for podcast advertising was $23.77. That's down slightly from April's $23.94 and from May last year's $23.81. Libsyn bought AdvertiseCast one year ago. UK newspaper The Economist says it's reaching 3 million people a month through its podcasts. Podcast production company Listen has written a piece on what their team learned from the podcast show in London. Content is king and video is the future, they suggest. A tantalising headline for a paywalled piece we're not going to pay for. Man says he was talking on a podcast not threatening to shoot fellow bus passengers. So that's OK then. Media Week interviewed me about the podcast landscape in the UK and beyond. we link to that today. And Joe Rogan is no longer number one in the pod news Ranker for the last 90 days. He's dropped to number seven, being replaced by Tom Webster, Sounds Profitable's newest partner, and a member of the podcast index, Dave Jones, at number two. The top five most covered companies were unchanged. Our mentions of women in the industry dropped slightly to 35% of the total. And in podcast news, a new season of Slow Burn launches today, examining the path to Roe versus Wade. The first episode looks at Shirley Wheeler, the first woman to be convicted of manslaughter for getting an abortion, what abortion was like before Roe, and why and how people were starting to talk about it. Law & Crime Sidebar is a new podcast which has hit the charts quickly. It's a daily recap of the Depp vs. Heard trial. From Law & Crime, the show is available both as a podcast and a YouTube show and regularly gets 300,000 views on YouTube alone. Sarah Jones Breaks It Down is a news podcast for kids which launches today, hosted by an Emmy Award-winning journalist, Sarah Jones. It's available on all platforms except Spotify from today. Newts is a new audio drama made for PRX by Ian Costs and Sam J. Gold, it combines radio theatre, surf rock and propulsive storytelling to bring audiences an absurd yet uncomfortably resonant catastrophe. Now, it's time for oldest podcast guest corner, which seems to be a thing we're doing this week. On Monday, we featured the oldest podcast guest of all time, a 92-year-old. Yesterday, though, we heard of another podcast guest aged 98. But in 2018, the record was really set, it appears. Swedish podcast Framgangspodden interviewed the then 105-year-old Dagny Carlson, the world's oldest blogger. Dagny passed away in March this year, so could have been interviewed later by another podcast too but if you fancy setting the record for yourself and here's an honorable mention to out of the box from fbi radio which in 2014 interviewed eileen kramer who was aged 99 at the time she's now aged 107 and eileen is still with us and has a book to sell so if you want to be a record breaker you only have to get her onto your podcast Now, yesterday, I suggested that $588,000 was lost to the podcast industry after Megaphone's nine-hour outage. And as a few people have pointed out, that wasn't entirely fair. In the U.S., the outage started on a holiday Monday evening at eight o'clock Eastern Time and lasted until 5.45 a.m. the next day. That's hardly peak time for streaming podcasts, although it was peak time for megaphone listeners on a normal working day in Asia and Australia. Many listeners wouldn't have noticed their podcast app simply not downloading those new shows until the outage ended. Other listeners would have just listened to something else, benefiting that podcast publisher and resulting in a net loss to the industry. Of zero. So while the figure is a potential loss, and I understand a conservative estimate, the true loss to the industry is unlikely to have been anywhere near as large. I view things taking the side of a publisher, and I am someone who worked in the broadcast industry a nine-hour period of being off-air would most certainly have led to large sums of money being lost. So while valid, that wasn't the fairest way to look at the potential loss from this outage. And perhaps I should confess... The pod news itself was partially offline for around an hour earlier today as I upgraded our database cluster and ran into some unexpected problems. So it does happen to all of us. And that's the latest from our newsletter. To read all the stories and subscribe, we're at podnews.net.